0: Foundations mm-hmm.
1: So the word obey is the Hebrew word "shma." Mm-hmm. Even though in Deuteronomy 6 it says shema, it says here mm-hmm. But if you were to change that it could be obey Israel yeah. The Lord your God, the Lord is one
0: Foundations Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby Well, we're continuing to learn about Shema and in particular what it means to hear. That's the first word in this little phrase that uh, we see in the Old Testament and also Jesus uh, recited in the Gospels. Hearing, of course, means to obey.
1: It does. It does mean obey. So Shema is, Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Ba'uk Shem Kevod, Makhuto Leolam Vayed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Your turn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was was going to go and say, and you love your neighbor as yourself, because that's what (laughs) Jesus said, didn't he, when he was asked about this. But of course, we mentioned that Jesus does recite this in the Gospels. Are there other New Testament uh, authors that uh, deal with this issue as well?
1: Uh, Well... There are not necessarily exactly like that, but there's certainly references to the same exact principle. John fourteen fifteen says, If you love me, you'll obey my commands. And Shemar is saying, You've got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm. soul and might. And hero Israel, which is talking about being obedient, yeah. so not in exactly the same words, but absolutely in mm. its essence and in what it's trying to communicate. And what, yeah, you, for were, sure.
0: what you were saying in yesterday's program was that uh, that the obedience really is that outworking of hearing, isn't it? You can hear something and it kind of just goes through to the keeper yeah. or you can actually hear it and then act on it and that's where what this is really all about, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It absolutely is. In, in fact, I, when I was learning this, I was actually reading about this in a book by Lois Tverberg is the is the author's name and I was reading some of her stuff. When I was learning about this and, and when it was coming up about being obedient, I, I did a little experiment I went into uh, blueletterbible.org. It's my favorite Bible study research uh, resource online, blueletterbible.org, and I typed in the word obey into the search engine. And the word obey occurs 71 times in uh, the Bible and in almost, not everybody, in almost every occasion, the word "shma." is there. Mm. So the word obey is the Hebrew word shma oh, right. even though in Deuteronomy six it says Shma, it says here. Mm. But if you were to change that it could be obey Israel. Yeah. The Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you can even, uh, even if you were to go online and have a look at at yourself at some of the other passages of scripture, like, for example, in Psalm 81, uh, verses eight to nine says, Shma, O my people, and I will admonish you, O Israel, if you would shma to me. That's how you could Mm. read it, because the words there in the translation says hearken or take heed or obey, Mm. Uh, because at the time Israel was being extremely disobedient to God's instructions. It's the same with verse 11, but my people didn't shma to my voice. Israel didn't obey me. Uh, verse 13, Oh, that my people would shmar to me that Israel would walk in my ways. It's a call to obedience. Do mm. what I tell you to do and stop being so rebellious. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm reading these things and I'm I'm thinking, oh, if I was to put a mirror up to my own life, how much do I shmar? Yeah. Uh, how that's much so do true. I obey? Yep.
0: You know? And I guess that's the challenge, isn't it? Because oftentimes, and we mentioned yesterday about, you know, we ask our children to do something, and then we get frustrated when they yeah. say yeah, yeah, but don't actually follow through. But we're exactly the same, aren't we? Yeah. We can oftentimes, you know, acknowledge something we read in the Word or that we feel God's speaking to us about, and yet we don't follow through. We don't actually obey or shmar, uh, even though we. Yeah we might have had that sort of uh, mental assent or that acknowledgement that oh yep yep that's important We've got to do that but do we actually follow through yeah
1: and again it's kind of breaking that um that you know greek mindset that we have that we we the emphasis for us is is on information on knowledge mm. it's not necessarily on action and particularly within the christian church because we are so tenacious when it comes to not emphasizing works Because we, you know, Mm. and it's true, we're not saved by works. There's nothing you can do, nothing I can do that would ever qualify me for salvation. I can, I never earn it. Mm. But that doesn't mean we're not supposed to get up off our blessed assurances and actually do something. Exactly. Uh, There's supposed to be some evidence, some obedience that is uh, follow on and Mm. that's why sometimes people actually find the book of James very challenging because he says you tell me you're saved Um, he said I'll show you that I'm saved by the works that I do. There's got to be some kind of an evidence and it's certainly not salvation by works but there's yep. Got to be some kind of a transformation that's
0: visible, intrinsic, you know, tying together of those things, isn't it? And, that, and James says that faith without works is dead.
1: Precisely, and that's a pretty savage a rebuttal to it because if it's dead, it means it's dead. Yep. We don't wanna, it stinketh. It's, it, <laughs> it stinketh. Look, we're even in Revelation. Okay, again, we're looking at New Covenant scriptures here. Jesus taught and wrote to the churches mentioned in Revelation two and three, and remember, after each. Admonishment, or encouragement, or rebuke. He says, "Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear." Mm. Okay. And what was he? What was he saying? The word in there is Greek, so it's not doesn't use the Hebrew word shema. But what was he saying? If you are hearing my voice audibly, mm. then great, you're hearing yeah. my voice. No, he's saying if you're listening to me,
0: you do get up off your blessed assurance it, yeah. and do
1: something about dealing with the issues I've raised. Mm. Or keep doing what I've told you is a good thing. Yeah. It was about action. James 1, 22 to 25 says this, Prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and then gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of a person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man, will be blessed in what he does. Mm. So that kind of, again, expresses to us how important the law is, not for salvation and not because we have to live under some Mosaic covenant or ceremonial laws. Mm. We don't. Um, As we learned yesterday at the Jerusalem Council, no, we don't have to become Jews, but there were still some criteria that the the official church put on Gentiles. That's you and I. And so it's, it's, it's very, very important. Okay, when No, we are not going under the law. I want to emphasize that. We're not saying you've got to become Jewish. All last week we talked about the fact we don't have to be Jews. We do not have to dress like them, act like them, talk like them, follow all of their ceremonies. But boy, oh boy, can we learn a lot from mm. them and the heritage that we have. It's very, very important. And again, I, I want to repeat, Jesus said in John 14, 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is new covenant. What commandments is he yeah. referring to? Because they didn't write any new commandments. That's right. In
0: He just reiterated, he reiterated. What, what had already been written. And it says in the gospels, yeah, you know, he didn't come to yeah. do away with the law, but to fulfill it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to read a bit of a controversial passage now uh, That some people will maybe bristle at But I didn't write it <laughs> I'm not the author
0: Don't shoot the messenger
1: <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 says Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God Don't be deceived Neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. The point he's making there is that there has to be a visible change where you become obedient Mm. to the commands of God. And so therefore, it's completely inaccurate to say we don't have to be under the law. And I say this as guardedly as I can because we're not under the law, if you know what I mean. But we are to obey. What are we to obey? The commandments, Jesus said, my commandments, what are the commandments? Well, he doesn't want us to, be, all of those things that have just been listed. We have to be careful not to succumb to those, or if we were, we've got to move away from yeah. this. There has to be a visible change. And that's what Shmar is like. And then again, I mean, the parable of the sower. What's the parable of the sower? You well, know that one.
0: Yep, that's the, the guy that sows the seed on the different types of ground and the different, I guess, results of that. Obviously, the seed sown into the good soil. Produces fruit, 30, 60, fold.
1: Exactly. And so what was what was the the one who was producing all this fruit was Shema. Mm. He was being obedient to what he'd been taught and heard and learned and therefore... He was the one who was blessed. He had all of this fruit produced in his life. So again, you read something in the Old Covenant scriptures and it absolutely bursts to life with meaning and fulfillment in the New Covenant scriptures and is unbelievably relevant for us as Gentiles, not as not to become ethnic Jews but to understand the foundations of what God was wanting for all his people, Jews and Gentiles who believe together and Scripture. Paul actually calls them the one new man.
0: Well, in the next program, we're going to continue to dig into Shema and in particular, the element of God being one.